This program is sponsored by West Automotive Group. The West Automotive Group presents Auto Talk Radio with host Brian Bowersock and co-host Kevin Bowersock. Today's show is brought to you by West Escondido, West El Cajon, West Kearney Mesa, and West Miramar Automotive and Transmission. All part of the West Automotive Group. Get your automotive questions answered. Call Brian and Kevin at 1-888-344-1170. That's 1-888-344-1170. Now, here's your Auto Talk host, Brian Bowersock. All right, good morning, folks, and welcome to Auto Talk Radio. I'm your host, Brian Bowers. I'm in the house with me is my co-host, Kevin Bowers. Like, what are you doing over there? Good morning. I'm looking up what we're talking about today. <laughs> what are we normally doing? Exist Vehicle recalls, TSBs, technical service bulletins, and what you need to know about these when they relate to your vehicle. There, I told you what we're talking about. Right. Right, right, right. All right, folks, appreciate you joining us. Maybe you're just hanging on after the garden talk there. You know, you can turn us up loud while you're planting your new tomatoes or whatever you do with, I don't know. Anyway, the garden guys, they're amazing in that. Um, they always ask me about, I, I actually uh, buy my plants from them. So I have this humongous, I forget what it's called, this big plant that I bought that's inside my house. And uh, it was so funny because I like repotted it and they said to me, oh, you actually repotted that thing. Huh. And it's still alive. I was like, oh, you're not supposed to do that. But anyway, it's growing well now. It, you know why? Though? It lost three quarters of its. I was like, oh, I think it's You dying. know why it stayed alive? It's because you didn't know any better. If you would have known better and done that, it would have died right away. It probably would have. I don't know. Now it's starting to finally flourish, but it took a good eight months. I mean, it lost almost all its leaves. And uh, yeah, I didn't think it was going to make it. And then all of a sudden, little sprouts came up and it's all happy again. So, you know, sometimes you just got to... Patient pays off, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah. Well, I just kept watching it like, eh, I'll water it again. I'm going to water the stick sticking up. <laughs> it's not dead yet. It's not dead yet. It's got a little green on it. Anyway. So, we know a lot more about cars than we know about plants. That's what I'm trying to say here. So, that's why this is auto talk and that's garden talk. Uh, but uh, those guys are amazing at the garden thing. That's for sure. They were very helpful. So, all good stuff. If you need plants, go see them. They got the best plants ever. So actually, they have a lot of cool plants. I bought a lot of plants from there. All the plants in my yard also there from there that my gardener wanted. So all good stuff. Anyway, this morning, we are talking about almost anything automotive-related you want to talk about here on Auto Talk Radio. Uh, you can give us a call at uh, 888-344-1170. That's 888-344-1170. We're happy to discuss anything automotive-related with you that you want to discuss. Um, we're here to talk about it, right, Kevin? Yes. Anything cool at the shop this week? Yeah, about the same. Yeah. Yeah, about the same. How's uh? Um, I saw uh, you were reprogramming keys on a Cadillac. Yeah, I, I noticed that Cadillac because man, it looked like it had some expensive tires on it. They're like had a white wall with a yellow stripe around them. Well, in two thousand eight, that was a very expensive Cadillac. It was a CTS, and uh, um, w- when they first brought it to us, both the keys because obviously you have. It's it's a keyless entry. They were all broken though, weren't they? Well, the actual key part that slides into the the key fobs wasn't, but uh-huh. one of them was bent a little bit, and I couldn't get it to turn the lock cylinder because after you clear all the ones out, you need to be able to turn the lock cylinder like five times to override everything Over- to clear everything out. It, well, it, it's part of the process. Well, the one key wouldn't work, then we had to get the other key, and then did that yeah. one work? Yes. Oh, so so one of them's no good. Yes. Matter of fact, when we got the new key fobs, it wouldn't slide down into the key fob even. Because it was bent. Yes. Oh, gotcha. Well, those are expensive keys, too, because they're like part, the bottom part of the key fob. I mean, they're, they're that's the thing, saying, too. Like a 2008 CTS Cadillac, it's it's kind of like a you know an older you know 650 BMW. Yeah. Just because it's older doesn't make the parts cheaper on it. Oh, absolutely not. <laughs> they're, they're still going to, I mean, it's still going to be a pricey car to fix. It's still going to be, you know what I'm saying? Did we program two keys for that? Yes. Oh, okay. Because I saw the other two laying on the counter in the service writer office, and I was like, oh, those things look beat, like that tape on them and everything else. Yeah, that was the, that was the original two. Then we put another two into it. Uh. It's kind of weird, too, because they have like these little pockets in the armrest that you have to, when you go to do it, you have to 
pull the key out, shove it down into that little oh, pocket. Really? Yeah, and then it and then it'll read the the thing. So I it's a process to do it. Yeah. Always something new. Yes. Always something new. So all good. Well, hey, this morning we're talking about uh, uh, vehicle recalls and technical service bulletins, good stuff. Uh, obviously, if you've been anywhere, you know that uh, we've had a ton of recalls in the past uh, 10, 15 years. Everybody almost, you'd have to have be like a ostrich with your head in the sand not to be aware of, of, of airbag recalls that we went through, uh, the problems with those and, and all that. Uh, and they're still dealing with some airbag recalls. On top of that, some of those that didn't get that didn't get replaced yet, but also one there were some replacement ones that were a problem. I saw another bulletin that came out. It said if you had your airbag replaced during this recall during this time, uh, and it was for uh, uh, the 2005 Ford Ranger we have for the shop. It said if you had it if you had that replaced during this period, those are no good. Now you got to come back and get another one. That's what they do all the time. I know. It was such a problem. It's such a problem. The weird thing about TPS, especially when they do TPSs and they do like software upgrades and stuff, sometimes that stuff's not covered under warranty You're either. talking about technical service bulletins? Yes. Yeah, like when, when they do like software updates, mm-hmm. you can have like a 100,000 mile warranty, but it normally just powertrain. Anything like that where there are software upgrades and all that stuff because they, I swear they upgrade them things once a week. And sometimes they do. And technical service bulletins, you're right. Mo- a lot of those are not have nothing to do with warranty, and they're not covered uh-uh. under a uh-uh. uh, under a recall or anything like that for sure. Um, let's grab Chuck real quick in El Cajon. Good morning, Chuck. Hi, Brian. Uh, I called you last week. I had bought a car off from Enterprise, and uh, it had a squeaky brake problem. Yes, sir. Uh, Enterprise, they uh, they they agreed to fix the problem oh, and cool. get the the brakes. Nice. Yeah. I took it to the place, and it's actually the place where we get our maintenance done for the cars that, that you know that we're running out. Mm-hmm. Um, they say they fixed, they they replaced the rear rotors and pads. Okay. But I get in it and I back up, and it's exactly the same problem. Oh. And I asked the guy. <laughs> I asked the guy. It's still squeaking. He said, "Oh, it takes about five hundred to a thousand miles to break them in." Now that doesn't sound. That sounds like that not does, right. That doesn't sound right to me either. Is it so? Yeah. Did did you pick up? Have you been driving the car? Yeah, yeah. I drove. Well, I just got it back yesterday. Oh, you did. Okay. And so they, they said they were waiting. Uh, took it in on Thursday. Said they're waiting for Nissan to give them the parts. So okay, I waited Friday and I picked it up yesterday. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's still squeaking when I back up. It's same thing. So I'm almost thinking they didn't even replace them. That doesn't make they any sense me, at all. They didn't even it? give me a receipt either. I I, I thought at the time because. Enterprise are paying for it, uh-huh. but I didn't get a receipt. He just gave me the key, and I drove off. So I'm going to go back there today. I see the guy all the time. Yeah, I'd go uh, back and ask him, hey, this thing's doing the exact same thing I brought it in for. Are you sure that you guys did what, you know, that doesn't make any right. sense. Yeah. Not, there is no breaking in of brakes once they're brand new. No, no, no. Brakes should not make noise when you put them on a car. Yeah, things are a lot right. different than they were back in the olden days. Things don't need to be broken like they used to. <laughs> yeah, no. There's no, yeah, no. So right. they, whatever, uh, yeah, they need to take another look at that. That that makes no sense at all. Right. All right. Well, I, I didn't think so. I wanted to confirm that with you, but yeah, yeah. That's, that's just bizarre. Well, let all us right, know well, Let us know what you find out, all right, when you, once you get this straightened out. I'm curious now, again. <laughs> yeah, I am too. I, I will. Uh, thanks a lot. Thanks, Chuck. Have a wonderful weekend. Be safe. Bye. You too. Bye. Bye. Um, yeah, brakes don't need to be broken. No, you know what? Motors. I mean, even engines and stuff. I mean, that's yeah, good to take it easy on it for a little bit. But it, it, the rings, you know, the, the Molly rings they're using and the metals they use today, they don't have to. You know, you, you don't get that seat in like you have used to have to get in. No, the only reason I, the only thing that I recommend, like on an engine, is like. Once you put it in the first, uh, you need to just check the oil regularly because um, a motor breaking in might burn a little bit of oil well, as the rings start to seat in. Yeah, not, not with any anything like that where you put all new bushings and, and bearings and stuff like that in it. It's good to take it easy on it for a couple hundred miles because everything, you know, the the, the bearing is getting seating in. Yes, mm-hmm. I mean it's not a good idea to go right out the door and just hammer it, but. Um, do it with things NASCAR like, engines and everything else, though. <laughs> things like brakes and stuff. It used to be where you wanted to, uh, yeah, they, they'd say to put it, you know, an easy, but they make brake material out of such different compounds anymore. 
we don't have to go through that process anymore. I mean, pretty much right out the gate, you're good with the, with the way the rotors are made and this and this and this. So. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. Well, one of those things, uh, you know, just uh, not not a bad idea. But uh, brakes, no, they sh- and especially not make the same exact noise. So that's a, that's a uh, um, a problem. No, he's probably got something else going on there, and they missed it or whatever. Or they didn't put brakes on it. I mean, it's, it's not. It's they, possible. They, 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 he's, it's a place that services uh, um, those cars for Enterprise. That's what they do. So, I mean, it's not. I, yeah, I don't. Somebody. Well, it's kind of. There's no receipt. He said. There's no. So, like, who, who knows what or how? I, I'm assuming though that it, it, their Enterprise one is like the other ones where they sell their used cars. They have an actual facility that they you know, 30 days and then it goes under a different warranty and then you take it somewhere else kind of thing, deal, right? Yeah. yeah that's kind of like, yeah, um, we do Would a lot of Would that repair go on a Carfax kind of thing or no, not really? Depends on if they report it or not to them. So it just depends on, yeah, how they, I don't know. Like we report to Carfax, so all the repairs and service we do at all of our locations, it goes on the Carfax thing. If you pull a Carfax on somebody, it'll show all that stuff. Um, but uh, yeah, no, I don't know. Depends on who that, what they are, and who they. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know who this repair facility is, but. Uh, well, I'm assuming it's Enterprise's repair facility. That's what I'm pre- okay. assuming too, because if it's not, uh, and you're dealing with customers, you're required to give receipts, no matter what, per the Bureau of Automotive well, Repair. Well, because I'm, I, I know like Hertz and all them, they have their own repair facilities. So yeah, for their car sales. I'm thing. assuming I'm, I'm Enterprise sure, does I'm sure too. Sure, they do. I sh- I'm sure they do. I don't, but I just don't know who or where it is or what it is, and I don't. I definitely don't know if they report to uh, um, Carfax. Carfax or not. I don't know that. They should. That'd be great. Uh, just one of those things, you know. Uh, it's uh, hard to say. But, um, yeah, why would it? Yeah, I don't know. So, and it could be something else making a noise, but it's only when it backs up and he's breaking. And so I presume it's related. But whoever looked at the car didn't catch whatever it was. That's for sure. So one of those one of those things. For sure. So 888-344-1170. That's 888-344-1170. Um, so, yeah, technical service bulletins and recalls. Uh, we know kind of what recalls are. Recalls are when a vehicle manufacturer, there's usually two types of recalls. They're either safety-related um, or you, most of them are safety-related when they, when it comes down to it. Uh, and those are, those are all covered underneath the... Uh, um, like uh, warranty as far as that one is you want to say even but it's not really a warranty it just it, it's no cost to you any safety recalls are definitely no no cost to consumers um and uh manufacturers often voluntarily initiate many recalls that because they want to make sure they're not an issue they they don't want the nhtsa uh being requiring them so the other recalls that are, if it's not safety, the only other one are like EPA recalls when it comes to catalytic converters and emissions and that kind of stuff. Those are the other kind of recalls that cover things. Uh, so, you know, and when you say safety, I mean, like you can get a recall for a Toyota had window switches because they'd catch on fire. So that that's a recall. That's a safety thing. We don't want people in the cars well, that are catching on fire. I was thinking about the fire. last big one. You remember when their throttles were sticking on them, Toyota? That's a safety recall. Yeah, yeah that's a safety <laughs> recall. So that's why they do them. Most of them are safety-related, without question. All right, folks, one 1170 We're going to take our first break real quick uh, here at Auto Talk Radio on 1170 AM and uh, uh, K-Praise, and we'll be right back after these messages. There's more Auto Talk education and empowerment on the way here on Auto Talk Radio. Get on the line and get your automotive questions answered by the Auto Man here on Auto Talk Radio. Brian Bowersock, 888-344-1170. Now, here's more Auto Talk with Brian Bowersock. Hi, right, folks. Welcome back to Auto Talk Radio. We appreciate you joining us this morning. 
I do want to remind you, Auto Talk Radio is brought to you by the West Automotive Group, which consists of uh, West Escondido Automotive and Transmission up at 2200 Auto Parkway in Escondido, AAA approved and Starf certified. Taking care of folks in North County up there for heading up to 28 years now. Along with West El Cajon Automotive and Transmission, 844 North Johnson Avenue in El Cajon, AAA approved and Smog certified. Taking care of folks out there for heading up to eight years now in the East County. And West Kearney Mesa Automotive and Transmission, 8027 Balboa Avenue, right in central San Diego, right over there on Balboa and 163 area. Uh, taking care of folks over there for four years. And, excuse me, West Miramar Automotive and Transmission, uh, uh, Miramar Road and Eastgate Mall, AAA approved and star certified for smog. Taking care of folks over there for two years coming next month. So, uh, all of us at the West Automotive Group, my employees, myself, and everybody come together to bring you Auto Talk Radio for one simple reason, and that is we believe in the same philosophy. We never put money ahead of people. Very important to us. Stop in to have your vehicle service repair and find out what quality automotive service and repair is all about. We're here to take care of your like family. The West Automotive Group is also proud to offer six months no interest for your vehicle service and repair needs. Ask any of our uh, managers or service consultants uh, that work with us, and they'll be happy to get you set up on that. Uh, it's a good way to go. Six months, uh, no interest on any repairs that uh, you put on the card, and uh, you can reuse it over and over again. Uh, you can also take advantage of our CertiCare transmission diagnosis. If you think you have a transmission problem, get in your vehicle in, get it diagnosed by us, uh, find out uh, what we have going on. There's all too many vehicles we see that have been told they need transmissions or repairs or whatever, and it ends up being something else automotive-related on the vehicle, not... Uh, not actually a transmission. So we'd hate to see you get a repair you don't need. We also offer free shuttle rides to or from work or home continuously all day and also low-cost uh, rental vehicles at all four locations. We're here to help you out. Go to westautomotivegroup.com. That's westautomotivegroup.com. And you can follow us on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram. Once again, it's westautomotivegroup.com. You can also see all about us, uh, make appointments, uh, see what we do, all those kind of great things. Uh, best place to find out all about us is westautomotivegroup.com. You can go uh, click on from there the Auto Man segments uh, where I'm the Auto Man on the CW and Fox 5 News on Wednesdays and Fridays. Uh, morning news and Friday evening news on the CW. Um, and check it all out from there. Or you can click on Auto Talk Radio and it'll take you to where uh, um, all of our uh, um, Auto Talk Radio shows are, are, are put on there. You can listen to them from there or download them or do whatever you like. Um, and also see about Auto Talk Radio, or you can uh, uh, also go and plug in an Answer 1170 San Diego into uh, any of the podcast areas where they're available at uh, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Pandora, Deezer, Stitcher, Spotify, iHeart, Radio.com, and TuneIn. They all carry the Auto Talk Radio podcast, so uh, you can go check them out from there. You can also email us anytime at autotalk at westautomotivegroup.com. But give us a call this morning, one 888 1170 That's 888-344-1170. Anything automotive-related, we're happy to talk to you about. We're going to real quick grab uh, Libby in National City. Good morning, Libby. Hi. Great. Oh. Thanks for taking my call. No problem. How are you doing this morning? Fine. Fine, fine, fine. Oh, here's the question. Um, I have a friend who um, accidentally put about a half of cup of oil in his radiator, intending, of course, to put it in the proper place. Then he caught himself. Uh-oh. He stopped, and then, you know, um, then he just got the water, and, you know, and started putting the water in. And now he's wondering if maybe he ruined, you know, or is going to cause a problem later on with that oil that did get in the radiator. Is it still in there? Yes. All right. How long has it been in there? When did this happen? Uh, about about four days. Okay, he needs to get the cooling cooling system flushed out really well. Here's what's going to happen: that oil will start uh-huh. to attack all the rubber hoses, so such right. as such as the radiator hose, and they'll start to swell and fail. Um, yeah, yeah, oil oil does not mix with the rubber in the cooling system. So, um, although it's a small amount. Should be okay uh-huh. if he gets it uh, flushed out and checked out, and they can double check everything. But yes, you want you want to get the cooling system needs to be flushed out really well and uh, new coolant put in it. So okay, um, uh, that and that will hopefully prevent uh, anything else from. It won't really affect anything else in the system, but the rubber hoses, yes, re- 
severely. Now, is that uh, is that something that he himself would notice if the if the hoses were damaged in it or or become damaged? Well, in right way? away in the beginning, you won't notice because it starts mm-hmm. to happen from the inside. Is what happens. Yikes. So. Um, But you want to check to see, you know, are any of them swelling in four days? They're probably not going to be swelling or or showing any signs of failure at this point. Um, But uh, um, my suggestion is soon as possible, get the cooling system flushed properly and uh, to prevent any further uh, issues as far as that goes. That's what I would suggest. Okay, and then when the cool the proper coolant is put in then it will supersede the the oil any remnant of the oil it should yeah and when i say flushed i don't mean drained he actually needs to have it flushed with a cleaner that we use in the cooling system it'll help clean all that stuff out and it since it's only been four days should be okay yeah oh you mean he has to go and buy something that, that is special for flushing i would take it in and have somebody like we use the bg system where we hook a flusher to it and it cleans the cooling system we run cleaner through it that's what I would do. Oh, you really want to okay. get the remnants of the oil out of there as best you can because over time, got I'm it. telling you, it will destroy those hoses. Okay, got it. Okay, thank you so much. I appreciate that. No yeah. problem. Any, get it, it done professionally. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it'll yeah. save him a lot of money in the long run. And obviously, you okay. don't want a hose failing. A car can overheat rather quickly and cause extensal damage to the motor if, if one does fail oh, while driving. Dear, 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 dear. Oh, okay. okay. Thank you so much. No problem at all. Oh. Anytime. All right. Thank you. Bye. You take care. Bye-bye. You So, great uh, great question when it comes at you. Uh, we often do see system. The other system that we often see where people put uh, or contaminate on accident is the brake fluid reservoir putting oil in it. That quickly causes a big problem. We've seen a couple of those, huh? We've also seen the brake fluid where they, where they went to an oil change place and they put uh, window washing fluid in it. That causes See, problems too. Yeah, yep, the brake yep. the brake system does not like uh, <laughs> the window washing fluid. Uh, brake fluid system doesn't like anything but the, uh, the mineral brake based yes. brake fluid that's supposed to be in it. That's correct. And the rubber components do funny things for sure. This is another funny thing. Rubber, like the rubber radiator hoses, they're meant for water and antifreeze. Cool. Yeah. They make all these different kind of rubbers. Like, I mean, there is rubber hoses for transmission fluid. There's rubber they're hoses. made for oils. Yeah. Yes, they're made for oils, and they don't petroleum-based. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So you know, it is. It is because even if oil's leaking out of like a valve cover and dripping on a radiator hose, it'll make it swell and get all fat and and, and, and it gets spongy. It starts yes. to fail. So basically, yes. it's deteriorating. Is what's it, what it's doing? Yes. Yeah, it's being chemically changed. So it. Yeah. Yeah. So. They they do start to fail, and when that happens, then they start to blow out too. Not not a good thing. Not a good thing at all. Yeah, you don't want that. So, um, so this morning we're talking. So so usually the manuf basically, uh, technical service bulletins are used by technicians when diagnosing and repairing a vehicle. They they typically have nothing to do with recalls or warranty or any of that. It's just things that, that engineers for manufacturers have seen and they turn into bulletins like, hey, if you see this, this is going on, here's a bulletin for it. This is what how we've repaired it or changed it or there's an updated uh, component for it or whatever it may be. Well, there's something weird to it too. Normally, I mean, like, they'll have you replace the solenoid. If you take the solenoid off, it's opening and closing. It's got the right ohms. It's got this, this. Everything in there is perfect compared, you know, to your testing, but there's something else weird going on there that they put out a TSB to say it's going to test fine, but you still need to replace it. And then it does, it fixes the problem. Well, sometimes they, they test bad too. They, I mean, like yes. if you see this problem with this solenoid, replace the solenoid and replace this because that's a problem, you know, yes. it could be a solenoid, could be a powertrain control module, uh, uh, update replacement also, along with the solenoid because they know that there's been issues, whatever it may be. I mean, and, and there's a lot of different things. There's technical service bulletins when it comes to brake noises or when it comes to, you know, a, a drive shaft noise, like the inner tube comes loose on the drive shaft. The drive shaft needs to be replaced if you get this vibration or noise or whatever. I mean, I can, we can go on and on. I mean, there's a million of them, right? Yes. They're, they're not all just electronic. So, um, there, there's, there's a lot of different things for sure. Um, all right, let's grab uh, Steve real quick in San Diego. Good morning, Steve. Hi. How are you this morning? I could be better. Uh-oh, what you got going on? <laughs> okay, my beloved uh, 2015 Chevy Cruze that I 
uh, only has 53,000 miles on it. Mm-hmm. Well, I get this strange letter that uh, is talking about Lemon Law. Okay. And I I go out and I drive the car and come back on in. Mm-hmm. And uh, there's a puddle of coolant on the ground. Okay. And so one of the things they're talking about is uh, engine leaks. Mm-hmm. And I look under the car, it looks like it's coming out of the block. Okay. Now, that- they are notorious for having a, a plastic thermostat housing that is- fails. Yeah. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. And they also said that the water pump failed. So. Okay. Anyway, the, all of that is on this letter. In addition, there's an electronic uh, rack and uh, pinion. So are so, they? So is this like a class action uh, lemon law thing that somebody's got going? Is that what it is? Yes. Okay. So, but anyway, my question is. Um, does that water typically migrate to the underside of the engine from the water pump? Uh, absolutely. It can trail almost anywhere. How And how big of a puddle are we talking about? Okay, it only does it when it's hot. Uh-huh. It's not like it. And, and the funny thing is the water level is, up, you know, right on up to the, um, you know. To the full level. On the, on yeah. the reservoir. So it. It's a small amount of. It doesn't take. Say, it doesn't take much to make a puddle, you know, like that right. a small puddle. Uh, you still want to obviously get it addressed. It's important to. Uh, we don't want any leaks. Uh, obviously, uh, you let leaks keep going, and you can end up with a uh, a bigger problem as far as uh, you know low on coolant, engine concerns, things like that. So um, I would definitely get it addressed. I I wouldn't right. worry too much about the whole class action suit i mean there's a lot of cruises running around what what they're saying is these things have been problems for multiple people and they're probably going to try to get money for people and you you since you bought one new um you're probably included in that for you so well i bought it a couple of years old oh did you but you you still own it yeah right they they still have uh but i'm that's not the thing i'm concerned about Mm -hmm. my more bigger concern is have you heard anything about the engine blocks cracking on these things and, and leaking coolant? No, not it's not not a common as far as I know. So I would say your coolant's probably coming from either the water pump or the or the housing there, and it's just uh, basically uh, uh, um, leaking down, and it just looks like that. That's why we usually get them get them in, get them pressure test to find exactly where they're leaking from. So it can okay. look like it's coming from places that it's not. Oh, so the relief. Yep, yep. So I, I, I do not see, uh, we are not seeing a bunch of cruises with cracked engine blocks, that's for sure. It's not, not a common Thank thing. Thank you. Okay? All right, I'll get it in there. And All right, get her in. Let's find out. Keep us appraised. We'll go from there. All right. All right. Have a thank wonderful, you. safe weekend, Steve. Take care. Hey, you too. Okay, thank you. Bye. All right, folks, give us a call here, 888-344-1170. This is 888-344-1170. We're going to take our last break here on Auto Talk Radio. You're listening to on K-Praise and The Answer San Diego. We'll be right back after these messages. There's more Auto Talk education and empowerment on the way here on Auto Talk Radio. Get on the line and get your automotive questions answered by the Auto Man here on Auto Talk Radio. Brian Bowersock, 888-344-1170. Now, here's more Auto Talk with Brian Bowersock. All right, folks, welcome back to Auto Talk Radio. I'm your host, Brian Bowersock. In the house with me is my co-host, Mr. Kevin Bowersock. He's over there taking a nap. I wish. <laughs> I wish. I wish. Nah, talking on the radio is way more fun. Anyway. It is, but sometimes it's early in the morning. <laughs> it is early in the morning, that's for sure. Could be earlier, though. I mean, it's... 25 to 8. This early in the morning, it's nice being the listener. <laughs> the listener with some coffee? Yes. There you go. Just sitting it, sit, sitting there on the porch watching the sun come up. Exactly. 
Nice. All right, folks. I uh, do also want to remind you the show is brought to you by Interstate Batteries, a battery for every need. Interstate Batteries are the highest quality batteries out there. We do not stock nor sell any other brand of battery for one simple reason. They are the technician's choice worldwide. If you need a battery for your vehicle, hop on to westautomotivegroup.com and uh, make an appointment to get in. We'll get you an interstate installed. If you need a battery for any other need, check them out at their uh, storefronts at 9345 Cabot Drive in Miramar or in La Mesa at 70th and University. Interstate battery, battery for every need. Highest quality batteries out there. No question about it. You, we have them in everything. I have them in all my motorcycles, cars, etc. So important stuff. Important stuff. Um, so we're talking about, give us a call, anything automotive related, we're happy to talk to you about 888-344-1170. That's 888-344-1170. But we are talking about, uh, uh, technical service bulletins and recalls. So, so basically, as I was saying, there are two types of motor vehicle recalls, mandatory and voluntary. Mandatory recalls are mandated by either the National Highway Safety Administration, NHTSA, or the Environmental Protection Agency, that's where emission recalls come in. Those are the two recalls you see. One's safety, one's emissions. Uh, in other words, w- then they're mandated. The manufacturer is forced by one of these governing agencies to recall the affected vehicles to remedy a, a defect. One, so one of the things that, that, that obviously a bit, one of the biggest ones everybody is the airbag. That recall was mandated by the National Highway Traffic uh, NHTSA. Because of concerns with it, also the Ford recall. Remember uh, where they started recalling uh, on on the tires. Remember the the explorers that would flip over. They'd blow a tire and flip over. Yeah, that was yeah. a long time ago. Yeah, so. the Firestone thing. Yeah. Oh yeah, Firestone. <laughs> they're thrown underneath the bus. Um, but their tires had an issue. So they had. They've that. all. I mean, everybody's had an issue. But I think that's for fairly high miles. A, a lot of vehicles had already replaced them. Normally, people don't always use the same tires on the car. So anyway, but there were a problem with with certain things. So, but uh, those are mandated um, as far as uh, you know, required to do replace them, etc. Uh, and then a voluntary recall uh, is when a manufacturer recalls a vehicle over defect, not necessarily uh, related to safety. So, but we don't see a whole ton of those as far as that goes. Most things are, well, I don't know. So like the fire thing, I I would call that safety. Like a switch catches or melts down could cause a car to catch on fire. Although it's not going to cause a car to crash, uh, but you could harm a person. Uh, And, uh, but the, uh, and here's where it kind of gets cut because some manufacturers find out a safety issue that turns into a mandated, but they start the re- recall process themselves. So I, I they still call that a mandated. Um, so mostly voluntary recalls are not safety related. Um, so uh, like didn't GM do a recall on some of the paints on their cars? Like at one time, if your paint started to peel, think, they did a recall. I think everybody like, did it for a while because... You know what? Almost everybody buys from the same companies, either DuPont, PBG. I mean, yeah, exactly. They're all, there's only like a handful of paint manufacturers out there, really. Correct. But what I'm saying is that that would be a, that would be a non-mandate. That wasn't a safety issue. It wasn't, no. So if they re- did a recall and covered something like that on a vehicle, um, then that, that would be a great example of a non-safety recall. Because there wasn't big chunks of paint flying off, sticking on other people's windshields or nothing And you like may that. not get a letter for it, so you may not even know. Correct, because it's not mandated and it has nothing to do with safety. But if the vehicle shows up and you or you go in and complain, and they say, "Oh yeah, yeah, we're covering that. We're doing. We have a little recall going on that. The manufacturer said it's okay to repaint your vehicle, which they did on some of those cars." You were right, by the way. It's twenty fourteen. Excuse me, twenty fourteen through twenty nineteen Chevy Silverados that got recalled for paint issues. Paint, yeah, see, well, and there was ones earlier than that too. There's probably been a lot of repaint recalls. (laughs) That's what I was thinking too. I was like, "Uh." but that's a great example of a non-mandated that is not government mandated, and the reason why is it's not safety. So, um, uh, mandated ones are always safety or EPA. Those are the two. Like, uh, there's been recalls on some catalytic converters because they'd fail early. Um, and that's a, that's an EPA recall. Now, aren't that, aren't like, is it the smog stuff's like seven or eight years, right? 
warranty. In California, um, eight years, 80,000 miles, I think it is right now. Now, and keep in mind, these things change all the time. So, yeah. I mean, I, it's hard to keep up with some of it. Uh, you, I have to look it up, usually per vehicle or whatever. But uh, smog-related components right now are 880, I believe, um, is where they are. Uh, let's real quick uh, grab uh, Bodie. Good morning, Bodie. Good morning, gentlemen. How are you? Bodie, Bodie where are you at this morning? you in San Diego? Yes, sir. Oh, because it says Bodie in Ohio. I was like, what's Bodie no, doing? Sorry. What's, I accident, what's I accident, Bodie doing in Ohio? In Ohio? <laughs> I was like, you on a road trip, Brody? What, what are we doing? I'm, I'm looking for your dad. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he's in Ohio. Yeah, I talked to him this morning. <laughs> well, the, the, the old joke is what's round down the ends and uh, high in the middle? Ohio. I've Ohio, heard, oh, yeah. I've heard that joke. Oh, I know. I born and raised there. I've heard them all. Trust me. <laughs> what you got going on this morning, Bodie? Uh, Acura 1997 2.2 CL four cylinder. Yes, sir. Automatic. Yes, sir. What are the, what would be the three main things that would affect my gas mileage? I'm a very conscientious driver. I warm up the car in the morning. You know, a couple minutes, and uh, I drive reasonable. I Generally driving the right hand lane on the freeway, you know, doing fifty five sixty. So I don't, I'm not out there stomping it around. I accelerate and brake easy. So uh, when you say affect your gas mileage, how how affected? Well, I was getting about twenty five, twenty six miles per gallon. Uh huh. And and then it started creeping down a little bit, and then it kind of went up, and then it's in the last eight nine months, it's down to about twenty. Oh, that's down a bit. Um, well, one thing can be the fuel mixture, that how they're mixing the fuels depending on and, – and, and as the seasons change, winter – they have winter and summer fuels here in California. Right. So – and that right. will definitely affect mileage. Uh, the other thing can be buildup of carbon inside the motor. Uh, will rob a, rob a vehicle a few mileage often, such as the uh, – um, you know, we get some build, carbon buildup on the valves – Piston heads, things like that. When's the last time you did an induction service on that bad boy? Probably about a year and a quarter ago, maybe a year and a half. How many miles? Uh, total on the car, about 180. No, how many miles uh, since to- the induction service? Oh, that's a good question. I, you know, I, I was drifting off to sleep the other day, and my guess <laughs> is it probably needs that, that good, uh, what they call it, the fuel service? Yeah, yeah, the, fuel, uh, fuel intake. Yeah, intake uh, cleaning and all that. Um, that can cause it. So, uh, as far as there goes, uh, you know, in, in mileage, as we start to get up there, we often see fuel. I mean, the, the, the engine, uh, combustion process, even 180,000 miles, you start to get up there can change the whole process just a little bit. Things wear. So, but, uh, you're down about five miles to a gallon. That's a bit, that, that's a bit. Yeah. Usually we see it go a couple here, a couple there, you know, over time, um, right. But uh, um, so fuel induction, you know, um, making sure that I don't. When's the last time it's 180? So are you about due for spark plugs again on that car? I put them on about eight months ago. Okay, well then you don't have to worry about that. Just some things I'm thinking about that do wear. You know, that can uh, as far as the combustion and burning process okay. can cause a little bit of uh, loss of miles per gallon because I'm sure you're not having any misfires, anything like that, right? No, 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 no. The car runs smooth. Yeah. Uh, what do you, in terms of fuel, without mentioning names, is, am I better sticking up with a high, high, high tier fuel? Well, or going to a. Okay, that's a great that's a great question. So, like, uh, um, I tend to use higher tier fuels for a simple reason. It has nothing to do with the gas. Gasoline, and when it comes, I think you've been in in on this conversation before. It comes from. Uh, uh, the the places that they mix the fuel, um, all of it starts out pretty much the same. The difference is right. the additives per person. Like, and let's just say like Chevron or Shell or the additives they require to be put into their fuel. That is the difference when it comes to uh, the actual quality and reduction. So, yeah, I'm a big fan of uh, a lot of that, like Tecron, and that helps keep the carbon levels down all the time, kind of cleaning your engine. Uh, Shell's got the same kind of thing. Their mixture, what they use, they have a different name for their stuff. But um, it does make a difference. There's no question. Uh, one more question, please. Is uh, I noticed that uh, I was at Pep Boys the other day, and they, they do sell about like, like an eight ounce container of Tecron. Uh huh. And it's like twelve, fifteen bucks. Is that worth putting extra in there, or just leave it alone? 
if you don't buy fuel with those kind of ads, so you don't go to the top tier fuel stations, then I guess right. it would be worthwhile to add it in. I don't think you need to add it if you're using really good fuel, though. Does that make sense? Right. It's already it's yeah, already yeah, mixed yeah. in, and they got a pretty good mixture of it for sure. So, um, and just keep in mind these days, obviously, any if you got fuel that sits a lot. In other words, you you fill up a tank of a car and you don't drive it for a year, you know, or whatever. Fuel just breaks down terribly these days. I don't even think it lasts well, a year. No, it won't last a year. It, it, it gets gummy. <laughs> it, it's junk. It's a big problem we have, in, and I own several motorcycles, and any of them that are carbureted, you have to. You better be draining the. If you're not going to ride that thing for two months, you better drain the flu the fuel bowl because the needle and seats just stick, like you said, gummy. And cause a disaster. So fuel is junk. A, I've got a friend of mine who's got a little uh, Triumph I detail. And I told him uh, there's a product called Fast Gas. Uh huh. So if your car's sitting or motorcycle's sitting, you put that in the fuel and run it for a while. And that supposedly keeps the gumminess from damaging anything inside. Yeah. So it's, it, that's a fuel stabilizer basically is what it is. And, uh, right, right. Yeah, so definitely uh, it can be helpful. Um, but like I said, carb- even car- carbureted ones, no matter what, though, uh, always just drain, definitely drain the uh, uh, um, um, fuel bowls to keep, keep them from sticking. It's just not a good thing, you know, so. All right. Okay, gentlemen, stay safe and well. You do the same, Bodie. Always good to talk to you. Have a wonderful, safe weekend. Ciao. Thanks again. Take care. Bye. So, great question. Hey, one thing we didn't list, because he said he got 180,000 miles on that car. Uh-huh. The O2 sensors could be getting a little bit slow at this point, too. The fuel control on it, yeah, and, and it won't pop a check engine light or nothing. And, and if you're going to replace it, what did it used to be? that They used to say that you should replace the O2 sensors per so many miles or whatever. Well, all I know, if your O2s have a rise time, and you have to do a rise time test of under 100 milliseconds, they're working pretty good. If they're anything over 100 milliseconds, it's bad. So, but they can still get lazy. I mean, a, a new O2 sensor moves fast. So, and especially with, with an O2 sensor, my suggestion is is to use an OEM O2 sensor correct, because correct. I've had a lot of problems with the aftermarket ones. Just saying. So, yep. well, yeah. So you know, like a lot of times, what we'll use is like Denso's. But that's what the car came with. Yeah, that's exactly. what we use. You don't, I mean, have to, you, you, well, can, you don't have to go buy them from the manufacturer necessarily. If you can get them from the man, if you can get the same ones, like I mean, like you can buy NGK spark plugs or AC Delco spark plugs from an aftermarket. If you can buy them like that, then yeah, it's the same plug. Yeah. Well, that's my point. Like, so uh, most manufacturers don't make oxygen sensors. So, like Ford will use Denso. They they get Denso to make them for them. So that's that's what we do a lot is. Uh, Almost always, we don't use generic ones. Don't. That's what I'm saying. Don't yeah. buy a cheap one. If Bosch's were made for your car, that's the manufacturer made them for them. Then you put one of those in. If yeah, yeah. So back in the day, you used to we used to put some of those aftermarket Bosch's in, and they didn't work right, and they'd cause more problems. But you remember? Do you remember when Bosch first? Because Bosch was probably one of the first. Uh, they start. They probably made the first auctions. Well, they also no. well that because you know I mean let's, let's type threes were the first fuel injected kind of cars, anyways, but. Yeah. Um, do you remember their spark plugs? I mean, they made a really decent spark plug, mm-hmm. but people were trying to put those in American cars, and the cars just didn't run that well because it's not designed. The the car the the, the when the engineer built the car, he designed it for a certain kind of spark plug. Everything is designed for a specific thing, yeah. Especially now, even more these days. So, good point. Yeah, no. If your car came with AC, and we've had this show before, you know, I I like Motorcraft plugs and Fords. I like AC Delco plugs in, in, in GM cars that came with it. Some, But now manufacturers are crossing up. Some of them are using like NGKs in American cars. So then we put that, whatever came, the car was engineered for and what it came put with. Put it back it, in there. We put it back in there. It's the best way to go. Keeps the car in good running order for sure. No question about it. So good good point there. Great point um, as far as that goes. All right, let's grab a mic real quick. Good morning, Mike. Hey, what's going on, guys? Uh, you're in Ohio. Yeah. Oh, yeah. see, Bren, Brendan messed up. He said Bodie was in Ohio, and I was like, what's I, Bodie I doing in Ohio? <laughs> what's yeah, happening? It's warm up here now. It's nice. Yeah, I had a uh, Grand Caravan put a thermostat in a little about a week ago or so, and it's 3.6, uh-huh. and um, so I think it's uh, 17, I think 18 maybe, in Grand Caravan, 3.6. 
Uh-huh. And now temperature is fluctuating back and forth. Now, I've seen some forums saying that's normal because it's not exact. But he's noticed that ever since he's had the vehicle. So it's not something that I don't think I did. But uh-huh. uh, I'm curious if you guys had run across that at all. Fluctuating how much? I mean, are we talking a wide uh, sweep or are we just talking like a little much. bit? Little, yeah. oh, really? Really? He's noticing, yeah. So, but he said, like you say, it's always been that way. So, I don't know if there's a common problem with Chrysler's doing that for the three six or not. And also, an oil cooler situation. I cannot find one to uh, save my life. Um, and if you guys have any kind of connections on those, because I know they go bad. It's leaking oil pretty bad. On the in same ca- on, on the on the caravan. Yeah. Oh wow. Yeah. I don't know. You- yeah, yeah. The oil cooler, the oil filter adapter uh, deal. Oh, is it a little square one, like? Yeah, rectangular, like. Is it leaking oil or leaking coolant? Yeah. Oil. Leaking oil, yeah. And Chrysler right dis- discontinued it? Well, they're on back order, apparently, national back order for two, three weeks, I guess. Oh, yeah. That's like, you know what, Chrysler, like, anymore, like, after five years, they like, Poof, there you go, no more. <laughs> Well, not only that, but in, well, in, in, let's be honest, since this whole COVID thing, there's been a ton of stuff on back order here and there, uh, as far as it goes. Yeah. I, I had one guy that we had to put a powertrain control module in, or a TCM in his Jeep, and it was like last May, and it took a month to get it. He was so mad, and I'm all, hey, don't be mad at me. I don't, I'm not controlling this problem, you know, but we're seeing a lot of this. It's gotten better, obviously, but, but we went through quite a period that, Man, everything you ordered was on back order. You know, it's like um, they yeah. they depleted the supply. So I don't I, as far I don't know of anything aftermarket available for that. As far as the oil cooler, it's probably something okay. you're going to have to wait on. Just one of those things. Yeah. As far as the the fluctuation, I, I is that something you've seen regularly on those a coolant temp fluctuation, Kevin? I I'm unaware of that whatsoever. Yeah. I've seen some on the, uh, there's some forums out there saying, ah, oh, yeah, don't worry about it. It's something that's inherent to um, other people say, well, you know, throw another thermostat. Maybe it's a defective thermostat. But, did, uh, did, wh- where is the thermostat a, a factory thermostat or is it a, um aftermarket? It, it, it is an aftermarket. It is an aftermarket. But like I say, this has been prior to me even doing this uh, thermostat job. So, I mean, it's always kind of been there. Yeah. So I don't know if that's just an inherited problem or it's probably not caused at it too hard or what? Yeah, it's probably not caused by the thermostat you replaced. Um I do I like know, OEM yeah. thermostats, but um It's it's probably yeah. not. You know, there's some especially like two thousand seventeen and newer too. I've been working on that mm-hmm. escape, it's two thousand seventeen, it's owned by a you know, it's owned by a, a, a fleet company. The problem is mm-hmm. is some of these cars got pro- a little bit of problems and uh mm-hmm. Like I'm getting a lean code, like a generic lean code out of it every once in a while, and 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 you watch the fuel trims. Fuel trims are perfect on it, but and, and, I, and you know what? It's like sometimes you can get on them. You know, you can get on some of the websites where all all the technicians are on talking, and you know what? Yeah. There's bird chirping on that one because nobody really is working on these cars yet. So even like a 2017 caravan with a fluctuation pump like that, you're it's one of those things you're going to have to try and. You know what I mean? <laughs> Unless you can find you a TSB or something. Huh? You can soften up the parameters maybe. I don't know. I, well, that's it, the only thing. I'm, to... You're going to have to look and see what the pro- actual problem is, though. I mean, is it, you know, watch yeah. it on the scanner and see if what it, it's doing. If it's been enough of a yeah. problem, there'll be a technical service bulletin on it. No question about it. So um, by right. now, three years, four years on under its belt, if the manufacturers were seeing it at the dealer, uh, a lot than than somebody's than yeah. the Chrysler would have done a technical service bulletin on it. But there's some cars that yeah, come yeah, off the sure. line. There's some cars that come off the line like that, and they don't start having problems till two or three years later because true. of the wiring gets a resistance in it from that's true too. driving around in the snow no, and blah true. blah blah. So yeah, it's hard to say. Um, but uh, um, yeah, yeah. How, when you talk about the, I, I number one would make sure that the engine definitely is not. I mean, if it is thermostat related and it's actually doing that, you should be able mm-hmm. to temp temp check it and, and and see it you know swinging that much um if it's right. not if the steady on the motor then you have we either have a sensor wiring or gauge problem obviously it has nothing to do with right. the temperature of the motor so right that's right. what i would yeah, check I'll dig into it a little bit further yeah it's one of the staff members here and i thought well throw a thermostat it did have a 0128 code so obviously that was a thermostat so we threw one in there you go but uh yeah well, that'll yeah, cure the code, I'm sure. Um, but unless uh, it's taken its information off of uh, the same t- uh, temp signal, in that case, uh, uh, 
obviously it'd be a problem. Yeah. Yeah. I'm wondering, I'm wondering how the gauge is driven. Is it driven by the PCM or is it, uh, is it actually a sensor that's on that direct feed? So one one of those things. Yep. I have to look into it a little further. All right. Hey, I'll let you guys go. I appreciate it. Hey Mike, good talking uh, to you. Have a safe weekend. You got it. Hey, you too. Take care, man. Take care, brother. Later. Uh, good stuff. All right, folks, we're gonna have. To, did you did you say uh, two minutes? Really, it's this clock says five till. Heads up. <laughs> that I'm you, we're probably... not the most techie radio station, but you know we get the job done in the end. <laughs> well, we're very techie people, so I'm upset right now. Thanks, Brendan. And anyway, all right, folks. Hey, we appreciate you joining us this morning. Um, I don't know. Uh, uh, where we're at or if we have one minute or 30 seconds left or whatever um is it one minute now now yes, right now yes, right yes. now 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 it's the one minute warning yep. oh he's doing the one minute warning on us right now anything you got to add kevin before we call it a day no just have a beautiful weekend you got it Enjoy. I, we appreciate everybody joining us here uh on the answer san diego and uh k praise uh, for auto talk radio every saturday morning we get up and come in here early to do this because we enjoy doing it we enjoy all of you calling in and adding to the show and being part of it just good good fun stuff uh so we want everybody out there uh, wherever you're at keep the rubber side down and the shiny side up for sure and be safe out there and uh have a great weekend it's going to be a beautiful weekend san diego and i know the rest of the uh a lot of the country uh midwest and all is warming up finally we're in spring as pop said i think he I told him the other day, I think you're headed to spring. He's all, that was four days ago. So he always knows these strange things that I don't keep track of. San Diego and everybody out there, be safe. This has been Auto Talk Radio on The Answer San Diego and Cape Rays. Till next Saturday, we'll see you then. For answers to all your automotive questions, tune in every week at this same time for Auto Talk with Brian Bowersock. To learn more about Brian, become a guest or sponsor of the show, or if you have additional questions, visit thewestautomotivegroup.com. That's thewestautomotivegroup.com. And click on Auto Talk Radio. Join us again next week for more Auto Talk. This program is sponsored by West Automotive Group.